Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more amid the towering stacks of your library. And Kay, it's yeah. nice to be back. Oh, good. You look better now. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank how's, you. How's the vision? Uh, it, is, it is improving, oh, in good. fact. Ah, so it wasn't quite just a diet. So I listened to last week's episode. Yes. And I've got to say, I was a little... Um, Miffed that that's how I discovered that in the in the in the, in the previous episode, um, a cartoon manifesta- a manifestation of the cartoon DNA ribbon from yes. uh, Jurassic Park, the book of the novel, yeah, the that's the one uh, manifested in the real world and it in exchange took over you. Yes, well sent 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 me to hell. Oh, how was that? Not great, not great. As you as you recall, I I remember waking up with a terrible nightmare where I was on a mm. train with no headphones and people yes. wanted to talk to me. I've uh, uh, I've taken the liberty of bringing uh, the interrogation chair out of the visiting center. Would you uh, would you would you yes. just uh, take a seat over here? Well, yeah, and just no, uh, just oh, just no. We, uh, just, I just want to make sure that we can clear what's, the what's, air. What's, what's just, with the leather take straps a stick. here? Yeah, well, they're more comfortable than the iron clanky manacles. Well, Do you want those yes, again? The, the, like, the, the and let me know there. if it's I mean, too it's tight. Like, the, there we go. And yeah, no, this is just for your. This is all for your comfort and just to make sure. Okay, well, so I'm, uh, uh, is the light too bright in your eyes? It, well, it's better than having that other light. I'll turn it up that, just a that little other bit. other swivel light over there, which seems to have, some, have an exposed light bulb with like with the Oh, yes, that should off. be swinging back and forth. Hold on, oh. we'll just give it a wee push. Oh, good. So now I we've got the sinister shadows. To, I thought that was going on top of my head, but it's like... Oh, no, we haven't reached... No, 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 no. This is just, a, this is just an informal uh, query. So if I could just... Uh, hold on, I'm going to slip this onto your finger. Uh, yeah, I've got... Guinevere over here, she's going to be scratching the... This is just because... Is that a blood pressure cuff? I make do with what I have. Okay, I mean, I've seen polygraphs in films, and uh, Guinevere is actually helping me out with with, with this one. She's uh, dipped her beak in some of the uh, bookworm blood that is actually pretty good ink. And she's kind of scratching her way down the paper. Yes, yes, exactly, yes. So I'll I'll be rolling this little scroll, and then we'll just... uh, Okay. She'll just be sort of indicating her opinion of what you're saying. Why are we trusting a philosopher on that, on her opinion? So there's a a few things. So why didn't you tell me that Mr. DNA dragged me to hell you seem to be better off without knowing that you got fooled by a cartoon character into giving up your mortal essence and allowing yourself to be binded into a uh, parallel dimension Uh, meanwhile your uh, uh, erstwhile host basically taking over your non-metaphysical being and manifesting in the real world like that it seemed a little bit embarrassing okay that's your excuse for everything (laughs) literally (laughs) that whole like i've heard that (laughs) You spill something, and it's like, I think you were better off not knowing this this existential horror. So, Generally speaking, that's true. <laughs> uh, I have have a separate line of questioning. Yes. Uh, that is, when you learned that I was in hell, you like, why was that not the highest priority? It seemed to, it's, there, there was a lot of banter. Now, I know you, you, well, you prioritized it more than... Kind of had to build the trust of the entity, and I could mm. trick it into... Uh, okay. Uh, it's like, this. one has to be careful to do a... Uh, well, let's call it a disenchantment uh, the proper way. Uh, if you brush disenchantment, what's well, that? more a banishment, really. Oh, yes, the uh, summoning grid that you mentioned. Yes, don't mess with that, okay? Not even no, if you think no. you have a really good reason, just don't. No, I understand that. I understand that. I have, in fact, cross-referenced that with the, the Dewey Imperial system. Isn't that a thing from the Laundry Files? Uh, might be. 
I think it's literally something from the laundry files. <laughs> yeah, it's it's by Charles, uh, Charles and and you just felt that that was a thing that you could just mention without properly crediting Mr. Strauss for his for his well, literary to innovation. Be honest, so to be honest, like Strike Three, containment, yeah. containment grid is not necessarily just by him. No, but if you type in the word "summoning grid" on the internet, that is oh, really that is no. literally what you. Yeah, well, oh, I never tried that. Okay, so I find these answers very very plausible. Oh, good. So I'm I'm glad to see that the interrogation chair is is ultimately a, a net positive influence on our on our friendship, where we can well. where we can just hash things out. As long as those things aren't my fingers. Let me just let me just unstrap you here. Oh, thank you. Uh, there we go. You can keep the chair. I can get you some cushions. It reminds me a little bit of too much of old Sparky, so I think I'll just go and settle in my usual. Uh, old Sparky. Yes. Is that an electric chair? Yes. What a horrible euphemism. Well, yes, but that's what I was the uh, electric chair from the New York Upstate Penitentiary, I believe. Uh, it's from the Sing Sing? Sing Sing Sing. Was that the New York one? Uh, sounds sounds, sounds about, right. about right. Yeah. yeah. On top of old Sparky. Old <laughs> covered with electrodes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a that's a horrifying idea, but that's that's that is kind of appropriate because this week's book is is rather uh, on the macabre side again. It's more demons. Your previous experience with summoning grids, <clears throat> Charles Strauss, <clears throat> and my recent experience in hell mm. has instilled in us the necessary expertise to competently review this week's book. Well, competently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what do we have in store for our readers this week? This week's book is by Louise Katz, and it's called Mephanwi's Demon. Mm. Is that, do I pronounce that correctly? Is it Mephanwi? Mephanwi, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is actually the way it's pronounced, the way it's spelled it for a change. Cool. Well... Okay, uh, the thing about Welsh is that it is spoken the way it's spelled. You've just got to know the spelling and the well, pronunciation. How did they do that before they got the Roman alphabet or whatever it's called? I don't know what they used before the, the Latin alphabet. I know that the, the, the Gaelic mm-hmm. peoples, like, they had their they had their own sort of runic-derived script, mm-hmm. I think. But they quickly adopted uh, a Latin script. Although the Irish did this weird thing where they have, like, a... They have, like, a 22-letter alphabet, and, mm-hmm. like, four of those letters are digraphs. So they don't have a letter V, they have a letter BH that is pronounced V, okay. which is like, isn't it a little silly? Like they, they wouldn't have needed the digraph BH, which is a, a single letter made up of two characters, mm-hmm. if they just used the letter V, v yeah. which you could totally do. Yeah. Now, of course, Welsh has a bunch of digraphs as well, but those are for uh, uh, for sounds that aren't in the uh, in the alphabet. Otherwise, the the double L, yeah. the double D, for which they yeah, which at the time, ooh, at the time, I think English was still using the thorn and the F for the uh, the the could be uh, oh, what is the velar frictives? I think they're called the th sounds. Yeah, but ooh, it's like a vowel, and it's like it's the they use a W for. Yeah, yeah, it's just interesting to see how many uh, how how languages, and especially the written form, develops as soon as they get in touch with the Latin alphabet. Alphabet. And of course, uh, same happens for languages which didn't have an alphabet, and uh, they started writing it down in the uh, in the Latin one when the once the missionaries arrived. And also, I mean, something something weirder happened, like east of the Danube, um, where the the Slavic languages like Czech and 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 Polish uh, uh, are written in in Latin with lots of uh, accent characters. Everybody's diacritic. <laughs> yeah, but like. Russian and Polish are mutually intelligible, but Russian is in the Cyrillic alphabet, named after an Orthodox uh, uh, missionary, Kirill, oh. who uh, uh, who brought that to uh, to terri- Russian. Who was terribly dyslectic and wrote half the letters the wrong way around. Quite the opposite. Oh. <laughs> also, the Cyrillic language has more letters, and it's and it's and it's easier to distinguish. I really like languages that are that are rigorously phonetic, like Finnish, like Welsh. That as soon as somebody, if if you take the time to uh, uh, examine the letters, or Korean with Hangul, well. It was as a, as a created language. It's like 
Not language, language. language. It's a, 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 a writing, yeah, writing system. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah. That's right, yes. And it's uh, uh, where, you, where you only have to remember a few shapes, and then you can recognize from each uh, uh, each of their letters or syllables. I don't know if it's a syllabary or if it's an alphabet or an abugida. Mm. Isn't that a nice word? Abugida. Yeah, like mm. alphabet is from mm. alpha, bet, and those are the names of individual letters, yeah. but the sounds are A, A, B, C. That's why they uh, uh, appear in, oh, um, like a, a table where you get explanations for the sounds of all the letters, you know, in Dutch it's app, note, me, oh, yes. just words that help you remember that mm-hmm. one of those tables is called an abecedary. An abecedary. Isn't that cute? Yes. Almost sounds like you should be able to do linguistic calculations on one of those. Abecedus. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. <laughs> Uh, and an abugida is a, is a writing system where every consonant has a mandatory vowel. Oh, yes. Or, you know, so a, bu, gi, da, those like are the first Jap- four. Like Japanese, where you can't, like, end a word in a, a consonant. I was once, this was very bizarre, the sister city of uh, Nagasaki is a town quite, quite close to where I live, and for for very complicated reasons, I was invited there to be part of the Amstelveen uh, delegation that would meet with a large delegation from uh, from Nagasaki. And it, this was like the mayor of Nagasaki and several professors and lots of journalists and scientists and uh, some school children. So, mm. And I was in university at the time, but yeah, that was, that close, was enough. close enough. Exactly. And, every, and, and the Japanese kept calling Amstelveen Amsteruvenu. Yeah. So, like, obviously yeah, in, in, in Japanese and a lot of Asian languages, you only have one or a r sound, uh, uh, but apparently they couldn't imagine like clustering that with a with a V. Yes, mm. but I guess we yeah, have that, that with with our languages as well. Shall we have a look at the cover of this week's good book? Good lord, yes, that's a good idea. Yes. Mefanwi's demon, which shows both, I suppose, Mefanwi and the demon. Yeah, uh, I think Mefanwi, like uh, whoever. Which one do you think is which? Well, I'm hoping that <laughs> the person in the robe is the demon, and the uh, somewhat Eric Idle resembling character. Yes, in the that's what with I the thought. Xylophone. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, the uh, the synopsis from the book is um, a, a dildo smith's daughter in medieval Wales who dreams of making it big as a travelling xylophone soloist accidentally summons the last surviving member of an ancient demonic race who turns out to be way groovier than Mifanwe could ever have imagined. Yes. So this must be Mifanwe, the the dildo smith's daughter. Yes. Oh, uh, what a profession. People yeah. travel real far and wide to visit a renowned dildo smith. Yes, yes. He's uh, using lots of interesting materials. It's not just a dildo sculptor who would look, look like ivory or wood. I mean, any little old village would have one of those. Yeah, yeah when you just whittle a dildo. And, yeah, but any and dildo smith. That's... It's cast and it's, and it's hammered to perfection. Yeah, and they're it... like rarer than a bard. You know, yeah, actually yeah. Proper high bar, not someone, not some fiddler in a tavern, of course. No, no, no. A, a proper, like, in whose veins run the blood of kings mm. and poets. And so is also the case with renowned dildo smiths. I mean, they're, yeah. like, they contribute a lot to oh, yes. the success of some marriages. Yes. Often, um, village notables. Authority tends to gravitate towards yes. uh, uh, someone in a, in a in a profession as honourable and, and well-respected as, as dildo smithry. Yeah, which you piss one off, you're fucked. Oh, yeah. Then they're going to name their next creation after you, and it's going to be an inch long. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I mean, they say never to piss off a poet, but ooh, piss off a deldersmith and you're yeah. really in trouble. But so I was I was very confused why Mifanwe was so opposed to it. I mean, she is. She's quite a good... Because uh, when you're 14, nothing your parents do is cool. You're absolutely right. But especially coming from coming from such a... Oh, hello, the little librarianess is uh, coming to check out so, this again. She's on her rounds, making sure that every Everything is okay. That all the bookworms are herded. That we're not talking talking some rubbish. 
I, I like to see her getting on with uh, with Guinevere now. Oh, yeah, that seems, seems to be, be the odd little cuddle up. I guess that's kind of the cold-blooded creature going like, oh, you're warm and soft and fuzzy. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. There, there is a bit of that. It's like, sure, there'll probably be some argument if she ever starts trying to pluck her for nesting material. But, you know, <laughs> well, we on the other hand, I have brushed about an extra cat out of her over the past few months. Shedding yes. seems terrible. Yeah, I I did spend quite a lot of time petting that before I realized that there wasn't a cat underneath there. So could you please, like, toss it away instead of putting that under her heat lamp? It's very confusing. Okay, well, you know. It was very convincing, much like uh, uh, much like the products that... Uh, uh, Fuck's sake. Much like the products that Mifanwi's dad... Jesus. <laughs> well, you cut it out. You're, you're just waiting for me to... Start talking again. Okay, yeah. fine. We'll, we'll miss out on that one. Okay. But I... I completely understand what you're talking about. When you're, when you're 14, nothing your parents do is, is cool. So it doesn't matter that they're kind people and well respected and yes. that in defiance of traditional heredity going only through the male lines that, that he insisted that the shop would be hers if yes. he wanted it. And, and I mean, she's been like rebelling like a teenager towards her parents. She's been squirreling away bits of material, forging the little offcuts into her, into a little project of her own and she's making her own xylophone. You know, Dilda Smith has access to certain other elements. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, and she's quite the excellent metallurgical. Like, so it's, it's even a bit of a vibraphone. Well, it was notoriously hard to transport. I mean, yes. How do vibraphones work? A regular xylophone is just a little metal bar. Or wood. Or, or it's wood. got or, tubes or, hanging well, under yes. it. And that's where the, the vibraphone. So the tubes are basically uh, resonator tubes. Yes. And so a vibraphone has either a uh, little valve in those tubes or a moving a plate, which basically moves back and oh, forth. Oh, which so modulates. It, so it creates a modulator, a vibration of the sound. So that's ah, yeah. Vibrato and tremolo always, always fuck me up because one of them is a, is, a, is a modulation of amplitude and the other one is a modulation of pitch. Um, and the way to remember it is to think what the tremolo bar does on a guitar. That's vibrato. And tremolo yeah, is the okay. other thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, it is mislabeled. You know, those little uh, mnemonics can be more hindrance than help. But the xylophone in, in this age is not a particularly respected instrument. It's incredibly difficult to travel. It's not particularly loud. You have to set it up. The glockenspiel is not exactly a... Uh... The hülzeglechter, yes. as it was as it was known. Oh, what's glechter mean? Uh, xylophone, something, maybe? Oh. I looked it up. The, uh, uh, the history of the xylophone goes a long way. Oh, well, yeah. It's related to the Indonesian gamelan and yeah. came from there. Oh, did it? Did, moving I, I, through Africa right. and then back up to Europe, acquiring various other characteristics, but mm. it maintained the idea of a rectangular frame with different bits of wood. So gamelan also has lots of those round things, uh, those upside-down bowls which they, which they bang on. And oh, they yes, like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boing, 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 boing. It's lovely. Yeah. I love a good gamelan. <laughs> and then they've got the anklungs, which are the bamboo wooden rattle thingies. Uh, have you ever seen those? Like you no, get, you I don't get, know you get like sure. a orchestra for, worth of people. Yeah. And they each have one of those things and you just like you give it a rattle and it, it, there's a little clapper that moves back and forth uh-huh. inside a bamboo tube so it prints a And they're like all in different notes. So yeah, the, yeah. the tune is played by different people. Oh my rattling, god. Yes, exactly. Rattling thing and uh, when, when it's their turn and like it, 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 it sounds marvelous. Wow. Now that's teamwork. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's like having a triangle orchestra. Pretty much. Which you can condense essentially down into a xylophone. Well, if you, if you kind of want to. I mean, it's not in French. It's called, and this is my favorite, claquebois. Oh. Yeah, clacky, clacky wood. Clacky clacky wood. wood. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's very cool. Isn't that nice? Yes, it is. So yeah, I, like it's a lovely instrument, but. 
I mean, we all know that she's never really going to make it as a as a xylophone soloist. Like they they're wow. barely included in orchestras, and certainly in medieval Wales, no, just no, nobody's waiting no, for. But you know, she, she fancies herself like going into taverns. Through Elisa hasn't been written yet. Making her way, yeah, making her way into uh, like you know, getting into a tavern and paying for her bed and food by performing for the patrons uh, who uh, pay her. Very little attention. The book starts off with another fight with her mother and her father and her running away from home, as these kind of books uh, yes. often do. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The the the, the call to adventure. Another I think. minstrel has wandered through the village a few days before, and her head has been filled with tales of the road even more than it had before. Oh and yeah, she's uh, decided like this is the moment. No more twelve-inch pink ones for me or my mother. <laughs> I am leaving now. <laughs> yeah. Her father's been experimenting with glass and she does not want to be party to that. No. She wants to escape before disaster strikes. And you say a lot of stories start like this, like immediately comes to mind, obviously, Lord of the Rings and the, and the escape from the Shire through uh, various sure adventures. There was no xylophones involved there, but yeah. No, but it's always, I mean, this is the, 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 the call ah, to adventure the in, journey, in yes. the, yes, in the, in, in the hero journey and the, in, in the mono myth. Uh, Vladimir Prop and his uh, morphology of the folktale, like all of them have the, the call to adventure and like arriving then at a, a, a staging area like a tavern is, uh, is, is a pretty common trope because a tavern is the, is the intersection with the adult world. Yeah, I can see how that would work uh, from a literary viewpoint. The cantina in Star Wars, mm. especially for a young person to arrive in one of these places for the first time, that is the gateway, the foyer. Into the adult world. Yeah. Yes. Where they always, always have to acquire something of a guide, Han Solo right. or Aragorn or in this case, I mean, yes, you mentioned that you thought that that was the demon on the on the cover. Yes. I beg to differ. I oh. think that this was one of the uh, Morwinion Hayarn, one of the Iron Maidens, the sort of witch coven uh, that has been traveling through this region and happens to be in the in the same tavern where uh, where Mifanwi was, gloriously failing. It's something that the uh, the Iron Maidens, all crones of great skill and wisdom in uh, herbs and mysticism. Ah, yes. Well, then what are they doing in the tavern again? Well, they're preparing for for the sabbath do the uh, yes. the black sabbath that's nigh and they're yes. they're desperately waiting for the last of their number to arrive so that they yeah. can complete I the I thought that was a really cool name for uh, the musical tournament yes but that was being organized by lord malcontent <laughs> yeah. it was a it was a, it was a happy sort of sort of confluence uh, so this ancient witch ritual had sort of grown into like a popular sort of music festival yeah and like of course there's the grand prize from a Lord Malcontent where you get to go on a grand tour of all the duchies. Touring. That's where the and real money of is. Of course, that's where uh, Mithwani's Mith eyes are on because if I can win this and I'll be the greatest xylophonist in the land and everybody will know me for my greatness. It's the soloist part that's really going to keep holding her yes. back. I mean, that's, that's certainly the advice that she gets from... Let's go with Marimba. <laughs> that's the... That's the advice that she gets from one of the uh, the lead Morwinian Hayarn, one of the uh, Iron Maidens. Marimba, uh, what you need, what you need, Lavi, is a backing band. A is a, yeah, and a cup of tea and, a, and, 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 and maybe some frog legs and I have new <laughs> No, just kidding. We don't really go for that sort of thing anymore. But anyway, what you need is a, I mean, we need the rest of the percussion section. Yes. And she's not wrong. No, no. I mean, like, you do need a good bass beat. Uh, they haven't invented the upright bass yet, so you're going to have to do with a Botherin, or actually, was a, that's more an Irish. Oh, it's Gaelic. I mean, I'm pretty sure they call it something else in Wales, but... Uh, Botherin is the, the, it's the drum that you lay on your lap, and you have the uh, uh, the two-headed 
stick with your pinky and your thumb. It's actually got quite a bit of bass to it. Oh, yeah. For, for, for all the size of it. It can be pretty big. For the real bass, you want a big old lambic drum. Oh, actually, no, I don't like lambic. What are you talking about? Belgian beers. Oh, lambic. <laughs> Now, this is where we get... There, there's always been a, a, a connection between music and magic. Oh, yes. As basic as, like, good drumming summons spirits or pleases them or chases them away Way, or, uh, or whatever. As is the whole, the traditional uh, rituals when there's a, uh, a lunar eclipse. Parts of Asia is people go out banging kettles and drums out when they're during it. Oh, yeah, that's right. One of the dragons is eating the moon and it has to be driven away by, ah. the, uh, by lots of loud noises. <laughs> yeah. Did they have dragon dancers? Or no, it's lion dancers. It's, it's lion dancers. It's, it's, it's lion dancers. Oh. And they do those for New Year's. They're yes. amazing. Some of those performers are ridiculous. Oh, seeing them practicing without the without the suit on, I know it's kind of sacrilege, but yeah. just the athleticism. Oh, and they have tournaments in it too, where they're like jumping from poles and like yeah, it's just the way they're swinging around. Just like how and the trust that they have to have in each other, and the and the, and the strength of the yeah. uh, of the. I don't know what the correct term is, but essentially the bum, uh, the bum and the spine yes, the has to has to carry the, the core strength and glutes. And not a lot of that on display. At no, the Sabbath it's, do. it's music. It's music. Uh, Mifanwi gets cast out in the first round because, like, her solo performance on the uh, xylophone is just not doing it. With no. The it's very X Factor-ish, and she gets like, <laughs> yes, it's like, well, yeah. they don't have to, they, they don't really have the, the the buzzers to knock them out, but like, there's the, the pots and the kettles they bang. And it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's very displeased, like, yeah, boo, like rubbish. She's like thrown out, uh, which I thought narratively was quite good. Again, the hero has to overcome their exactly, thing, and now they have exactly. to go out and either learn something or find a guy to. Get them to grow. She, she's not actually thrown out. She's booed off the stage, and then she kind of just yeah, skulks out of the Lord Malcontent's castle, has a little cry out in the forest, and starts playing her instrument. While her xylophone softly weeps. weeps. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's been jostled around a bit, so some of the bars have gotten mixed up, and when she, while she's playing her one of her usual sad ditties, it turns out like she manages to hit on a secret chord that had been... Uh, that David unknown. played and it pleased the Lord? Well, no, there was not no. much Lord pleasing in this one. <laughs> because, lo and behold, there's a big... Bang and a flash in a fire of brimstone. Oh and yeah! The the demon Bellathon appears in front of her. <laughs> yeah. But he was a he was a bit of a strange appearance because like the first thing that the, the demon Bellathon says, says is "Call me Harry." Well, Harry Bellathon, <laughs> <laughs> because she has accidentally turned her xylophone into a claquebois diabolique. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's what you get when you like mess them up and put them a little too far down the stairs. Yeah, she was playing the forbidden notes. Yeah. Turns out they were like it's more the forbidden chord, I suppose. I mean, the, no, the notes have always been. Why do I start talking like you? I don't know. I noticed that you. Should we? Should we do the rest of the podcast like this? this? Yes, the claquebois diabolique. <laughs> Call me Harry, and it's like, thanks for getting me out of that pickle. Yeah, apparently there's a bit of backstory. I really liked Harry Belafonte. Like, he, he's supposed to be a, a, a giant scary demon, but he's just so positive from he the get-go. He seems to be quite happy. Like, he's, he dusts off his coattails a little bit. Some sulfur coming off. It's kind of like he was, like, hurrying out of somewhere. He saw an alt, which was her, her accidental summoning via the Clacabois Diabolique. And he's like, okay, girl, what can I do for you? It's like, you help me out of a pickle, I can help you. Those are the rules of the crossroads yeah uh, yeah and also it, it, it helped that she just sat down at a crossroads and started playing her song sad, sadly it is it is a bad place to do those sort of things like that's that's usually where the natural summoning really. grids of the well there's something about the crossroads yes traditionally it's the crossing of the ley lines and like roads tend to follow those i suppose oh yeah that's like, it's like people, rubbish yeah. 
No more than Crossroads being a place to meet the devil. No, fair enough. But besides being being very positive, uh, uh, Harry Belafon is also very like he is quite sensitive and observant, and he and he recognizes here's a here's a young woman crying over her xylophone, her cockabody uh, oblique, her hülse schlechter. Yeah. Nah, it's not as good as the other one. Uh, that she must be in need of some help. And so she explains to him about the Sabbath Do musical tournament that she's been disqualified from. Or not disqualified, but just yeah, she's been... Kicked out. Washed out? Uh, washed I mean, out, yeah. That I she, mean, she, yeah, she didn't make it through the preliminaries. And now that's especially especially heartbreaking. A young girl can have dreams and aspirations and almost nobody makes it on their first go. And I think this is very good advice that, that, that Harry Belafonte gives her. And the soloist heats are all done, but they're still accepting candidates for, uh, for bands and musical groups. Yes. So she sees that like her only way to make it in is to like team up. And I mean, she's got, she, she had uh, Marimba's uh, offer, but she didn't really fancy joining the, uh, the, the Morwinian uh, Hayar. The Mor- that's the one, the Morwinian Haran for Sabbath too. Uh, Belafonte seems to be a much, uh, Better choice in this matter. Now, there is the, the significant downside that, that he does literally look like a demon. Uh, so hulking tall and, and leathery red skin and horns and all that. But he says that's not a problem. It's not a problem. He's got his, uh, he's got his cloak with which he can disguise himself. Uh, as uh, I mean, still rather a sinister-looking man, but yeah, he, he even changes his name for some reason uh, and disguises himself as Ronald James Dio. Yeah, as I mean, just a, a tall, hulking man with leathery skin is pretty much James Dio right there. So yeah, especially in his later years, with the intense eyes and the and the and, and the wild hair, yes. uh, and a voice and like a squeezing harpy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so it's kind of unsurprising that as a uh, as a duet, as a vocalist and uh, a xylophone duet, they actually make it through the heats. It works out. They don't get buzzed out. Lord uh, Malcontent is actually not quite so malcontent with their no. performance. Now, of course, the, the competition is quite tough. Like some of the other uh, acts that have made it through before them are... Like the Morvinian Herm. The Morwinian Hyarn, certainly, Hyarn, but sorry, also yes. like Iago uh, 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 and Elwith uh, Gliaeson, or also, as they're known, Jacob and Elwood Blues, the oh, Blues Brothers. Oh, those two. I was wondering, <laughs> like, they, they were described as having very peculiar hats for their time. Yeah. Place, and something with cigarettes, which had not been invented yet in Wales. Yeah, it's 108 miles to Swansea. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a half a bottle of Pochine. <laughs> <laughs> it's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jake and Elwood, or Iago and Elwid Gliaeson, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty cool. Like, they have, a, they have a much more mellow sound. Early crooners, almost. But because they present themselves as the, as the Blue Brothers, that's mm. when, that's when Mifanwi and, 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 and Belefon sort of realized we, we need to brand ourselves. Cause just, just saying Ronald and Mifanwi, like, that's not a particularly. Mm, no. So they look around at some of the other options and, and obviously the, the, the Morwinian Hayar, and that's already been taken, but they like the idea of staying in the vein of, of music and magic. And yeah. since it seems to work so well for the, uh, uh, the Iron Maidens, uh, they brand themselves as the cult of the blue oyster. Oh, it's good eating on those. It's a luxury item and it suggests a, an air of mystery, which is quite a good thing because they're, there are some people that are a little bit suspicious uh, well, about... I mean, I would be suspicious of oysters from the titles of Cardiff, but... Why? Oh, I don't know. Isn't that around from Sellafield? Look, my rule when I'm traveling is I don't eat seafood from countries that don't have a navy. Mm, okay, good point. Coast Guard is also yeah. fine. But it's the it's, it's, it's Ronald James Dio that some people are suspicious about. Because when he's, when he's on stage and he's belting along to her, uh, her impassioned tinkling, like... Yes. I mean... 
fire does seem to come out of his nostrils, so right? Yeah, a, a, just a little bit. Effects, well, yeah. so he claimed when he's uh, uh, investigated by the, the local clergyman, Jude the Priest, who is very suspicious. The music festival is already pretty much not his thing. No. Quite frivolous. And yes, it, exactly. Time could be spent praying, like, rather than, like, worshipping these false idols of popularity. Yeah, yeah, all this, this, uh, this yeah. idolatry. And, and, and you have men and women that are closer than 24 inches. And with people a- are singing and it's not in praises to the Lord. Yes. And it's... Your Welsh accents are just the best. <laughs> yeah, one of those, one of those typically fucking Edinburgh Welsh accents. <laughs> Lady, daidy, day. Praise the Lord. It's I'm all gonna, garlic to me. It's all garlic. <laughs> yeah. My my very favorite thing. I, I do this too often when I I have friends up in Fife and I have friends in Glasgow and mm. I, I like to tease them sometime where I. I just ask them to to pronounce a particular like my favorite word to get a Scotsman from that area to pronounce is burglar alarm because it becomes burglar alarm and it's great. There's so many extra syllables. It's burglar alarm. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so uh, that's one of the tests that uh, Jude the priest uh, puts Ronald James Dio to, but no, he he says it with the what, uh, burglar alarm. Burglar alarm. <laughs> oh, it's like a shibboleth. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, he also has him tested by uh, sort of early phrenology. He is performed by one of the local constabularies who's very good at identifying people from their ah. descriptions and that he's met before oh, yeah, the, Even, the local constabulary you mean uh, the demon hunter semantron the demon hunter semantron Se- yeah. yes that's right the the sightless demon hunter uh, also known as the blind guard of the uh, of the village yes semantron who, uh, who who feels his head for bumps that may be indicative of horns ah yes early um um phrenology the bullshit science of yes. studying people's heads from which they got into trepaning oh that was that was related well yes if phrenology is true then you can obviously adjust someone's personality or character or abilities with Trepanning. Well, trepanning is drilling a hole in oh, someone's yes, head. changing someone's skull. It's like painful yes, but effective. Well, wasn't it also used as a medical therapy oh, for yeah. over overpressure on the brain? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was done uh, quite long ago. I mean, I think they have found Egyptian skulls or something. Yes, yes. That showing had, that uh, had, they had been drilled in and, and covered. Clearly that this person had lived for many years after the procedure yeah. had been performed. So this was not just something that like, oh, might as well try it. I'm like, oh, no, he died. But no, they clearly had survived the procedure and uh, the first um, prosthetics were also, were also Egyptian. Huh? Earliest known prosthetics, I think, is a prosthetic toe, hmm. which was like, turns out toes are really important. You've got like, they're just these wiggly things at the end of your foot. But if you're missing your big toe, that, no, the big makes, toe is... that makes walking incredibly hard. So yes, yeah. one of the earliest known prosthetics is a big toe. I think it was Egyptian. I wonder how they, oh, okay. It must have been some sort of like sandal. It was, it was literally a wooden toe with some straps. So so after the supposedly uh, experienced and trained for Technology by uh, Semantron. Semantron. Yeah. Semantron, the blind guard. Uh, he's also given the old sniff test by the uh, uh, likewise sensory deprived but uh, very keen nosed uh, African uh, feline, the uh, deaf leopard, uh, yes. who is his constant companion. Who's been like sleeping his way through the concert because like, it does nothing for care. him. No, it's just like. Uh, oh, much they're... like the little librarian-esque, it is lost on, uh, on yeah. him. It's definitely a uh, case of the blind leading the deaf here in the case of these two. <laughs> Yeah, but it, that one's a very, very close call. Oh, yes. It's, it's only, like, Mifanwi who distracts him by... Wafting 
elegantly over him or something. As a dildo smith's daughter, the mallets that she uses for her xylophone, mm. they they are full hammers. So they do have a, a, a little claw side, which the leper turns out to absolutely love to be raked uh, with. That scene, I think that must have been my favorite one in the book. It's all, it's all built up and she's sneaking up on him with the hammers and you go like, yeah. oh my God, that poor cat is going to get like tapped and whacked. Uh, uh, Maxwell the silver hammered. Yeah. Exactly. And it just goes like, Ooh, reach out and scratch. And it's just like, oh. And the, you can just. Cat goes gormless and it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It melts into a into a little purry puddle. They make their way through the, through the end of the tournament. They uh, they beat off uh, the uh, Morvinian Hadern. No, the Iron Maiden. The Morvinian Hadern in yeah, the in okay. the final round. Yeah, they beat it off by uh, Lord Malcontent's uh, desire. Tiebreaker. Like, yeah. Well, you know, like I mean, uh, Finwe like beating off and being a Dildo Smith daughter. You know, there's like <laughs> well, a little. Make that <laughs> I mean, she has a slight advantage in this yeah. department. I mean, some people would call it like judge interference, but when the yeah. judge is the local lord, yeah, it's not as if Jude the priest about or... giving a man happy ending. <laughs> Good lord. Like it's well not, that ends well. And not every book needs to be a, a complex literary masterpiece with, with, with various solutions. Like it can be just a plain old adventure of, of a young person seeking a destiny to which they perhaps are not destined in, 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 in the way that they think no. they are and, and finding companionship along the way. Like having now won the competition that existed between the cult of the blue oyster and the iron maidens and the yes. blue brothers, all and that the- kind of falls by the wayside because they, they all made it to the finales. They all win a little bit, and it's, but it's not that kind of uh, young adult fantasy book. So no, but like, I'll get you next year, my fan way. Ah, yes. And that, like, and good sh- sports. And yep. off they go. And like, I've got a, I've got a gig up in Swansea. Yes. Would you want to open for us? Cause now, like, the, the cult of the blue oyster is kind of a, kind of a big deal. Thing, so if yeah. you want to open for us, then maybe we'll open for you next time. And we'll play the circuit and Mifanwi and, and Ronald James Dio nice. now making their way in the world as the, as the winners of the Sabbath do. She doesn't quite get the solo tour that she was hoping for, but at least she gets to be the, the musician to Dio's, uh, vocals. shouting. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I mean, she's it's, writing them. He loves performing them ah, off into the horizon welsh horizon it's like welsh particularly hilly i don't it is kind of hilly isn't yeah, it? yeah 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 it's a lovely yeah. it's a lovely undulating country there's now the here be dragons i believe this, the phrase was on the map <laughs> was that the case is no, that where it's from wasn't the welsh dragon i mean i know that the the the, the it's on their flag yeah, exactly. and it's the national so animal i'm pretty sure the, there, 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 there'd be dragons there somewhere yeah <laughs> better than the mountains of norfolk What's, what's with the mountains of North? Oh, it was one of those horrible dragon movies where it's, there was like dragons escaping from London and or something. There was like a dragon plague in the UK. Oh no. It was, it was and it was an American book. Oh. And so they, they basically got uh, run out of London and they decided to go hide in the mountains of Norfolk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is, this is sort of like, uh, uh, the sequel to Speed, the, the, the bus film with, with a young Keanu Reeves. And the sequel was set on a cruise ship with destination Eindhoven, which is a landlocked city in the Netherlands <laughs> that is, it doesn't even have a river. But that must have been Paul Verhoeven taking it. Was, it was yeah. him having a wee joke, yeah, yeah, of course. It ended up crashing into the pier in somewhere in, it was somewhere sunny. It was definitely not, nothing. definitely not the Netherlands. No. There, like people cast shadows. It couldn't possibly be the Netherlands. Very good point. So how are we going to rate this book? 
All right. So, so how do you, how do you, how well, do these music contests rate their rate their candidates? Like they, they well, usually, sometimes they like oh, well, turn they, around. Yeah. Well, or, well, yes. Well, in this case, it's more of a uh, Romanesque uh, thumbs up thumbs or up, down thumbs from down, our yeah. bar content. He was hard to please, wasn't he? He was hard to please, but we could rate it out of musical scales. All right, all right, yeah. one to one to eight. I mean, that's kind of close to binary, yeah, but well, yeah, that's that's perfectly valid. We can a go micro. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, on an A to G, I shall give it an F flat. That's a pretty high score, even for for our standards yeah. and for such a a, a nice well, straightforward book. Well, that's, yeah, I think that's maybe fair. An e, maybe an E sharp, but you know, uh, E sharp diminished. Is that possible? <laughs> Is there such a thing? E sharp. No, you can only have a diminished chord. Can you? You can't have a diminished note. No. Like, can you even on a even on a clack of Wadi Evolik? I don't know. So E flat, E flat, maybe diminished, maybe not. Uh, for uh, Mafanwi's Demon by Louise Katz. Yes, and and for our readers at home, come on over to covermyasscast.com dot com, uh, where you can find the links to our our Twitter and Facebook, or you can suggest a book. But we just generally absolutely love to hear from you. So, what do we have in store for our readers next week? Yes, next week's book is Margaret Mepsis. Strangers have the best candy, <laughs> and that about covers it. Uh, thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. Okay. Remember, we only judge a book by its cover. Isn't that a quick series book?